Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to season two of the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Today's a little bit bittersweet because I, I feel like I'm sitting in the principal's office to the queen and the leader of podcasting. Let me introduce you to Amanda Capito. I'm just, I'm so grateful that she wanted to be on the show. She is an award-winning podcast producer. She's a university instructor, and she's the author of Let's Talk Podcasting. She's been creating podcasts for leaders and organizations for more than a decade, and she is commonly featured as a podcast expert in the media and has spoken at some of the largest podcast conferences in the world. Her expertise has been built upon her background in corporate communications and radio journalism. So Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Such a treat. I feel like I'm in the principal's office. I'm just, this is going to be so good. I want a grade at the end. Deal? Okay. All right. <laughs> I have a, I'll have a score sheet going. <laughs> Now, we've chatted a little bit about Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership podcast, and I've shared my heart and my vision of where it come from. I would love to hear with the schooling that you've done, and I know you have your master's in psychology in leadership from Penn State, and you've done a lot of research around leadership styles. So my first question is, from your research, what have you learned as a podcaster when you're interviewing people about the different styles that you did the actual research on? Heavy. I'm, I'm giving the questions to the principal because I know she can handle it. <laughs> let's get in deep right out of the gate. Okay, let's go. Um, I think one of the biggest things that translates is that piece about authenticity. I think that one of the leadership styles that I've embodied and that I loved researching about was authentic leadership. And in the podcasting space, we see that a lot of people gravitate towards authentic hosts and authentic guests. And this means putting your heart out there, like you talk about on your podcast all the time, sharing vulnerabilities, which we know as there's been a lot of research done in that space. Um, And this is what one of the main differences between podcasting and radio. I find that with radio and my background being in radio, I know that a lot of the hosts are trained to, you know, put on a front, sometimes put on a character. Sometimes they're even told their name that they're going to have to go by um, and they can't even go by their own name on the air. Um, But with podcasting, we're seeing that being broken down. We see that audiences audiences are really resonating with people who are truly themselves. They want to get to know you. They want to feel like they're sitting in a room with you um, and getting to know the true you. And so I would say that that leadership style really does speak to the podcasting landscape and, and a best practice that we're seeing in the industry. Well, and I'm sure your schooling just is is more of a value add and just adds to the funness because 
this is my second podcast. And I, I know you've done a few trips around the sun with podcasts and it's all about connecting and having that meaningful conversation. When people say, what do you love the most? I love meeting and talking to people. And I love that we all come from different walks of life. Yeah, it's so special. And I think that that's really an interesting piece for leadership too, right? And when you are a really great, authentic leader, you want to get to know your team that way. And you want to be able to have those real connections with them too. And so we're actually even seeing a lot of leaders do internal podcasting so that they're interviewing their staff and getting to know them through this medium that is so conducive to that sort of conversation. Absolutely. And my second question is always going to have permanent residency on the podcast and all of my guests get it. So share with us what imperfections that you bring to your heart-centered leadership. Yeah. So I would say, and I don't mean this as a cop-out answer, but as a leader and as the founder of lead podcasting, um, I tend to have a really big heart for people. And I love that about myself. I'm a true empath through and through, um, naturally, but sometimes that actually clouds my judgment when it comes to business decisions. Um, and so I've been learning how to hold both. Um, how can I still be empathetic and care for people and want what's truly best with, for them, but also keep in mind what's best for my business, um, and what's best for me and decisions for me to make as a leader. And I find that towing that line is, uh, is hard sometimes. And I'm not, and I'm not gonna lie, I've made decisions more with my heart and with my business as a secondary, um, as a secondary thought. And, you know, sometimes you have to pay the price for that, but, um, I'm part of, uh, you know, leadership is a process and I'm constantly learning. And yeah, that's definitely what I would say is one of my, my imperfections. And, and I think every entrepreneur listening to this or executives is going to say, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mm. one that, you know, I have a, a heart-centered leadership quality document of 20 traits. And one of the traits is the ability to fail forward. Yeah. And, and you say, you know, through a big smile, it's been a lesson. <laughs> and as long as it's not a rinse and a re repeat, That's whereas, it. you know, a reflection and, okay, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, we are human beings and we continue to evolve and find me a business owner who doesn't have failures and talks about their failures and says, you know, I didn't, I didn't work my way up the mountain to get on top of the soapbox to, you know, say my message without many bumps along the way. So I love that vulnerability and, and I love the authenticity and, and I join you in that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree that it's, you know, it's something that comes along with the territory of being a leader. And I've worked as a sole proprietor for a long time. And so now I'm kind of having to up my game here as I start to uh, build out my team and hire my, my first employees. And so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been fun, interesting, but true roller coaster. Oh, and it's scary. Growth is scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to definitely. take your, your toe out of that uncomfort zone to, uh, to hit the next level of growth. So that's exciting. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's the stretch zone as they call it. Right. So it's where you're just, you're not in total panic, but just slight panic. <laughs> just enough to make you waver. That's it. That's it. Now, my third question is a phrase that you coin when I asked you to think about leadership and your response was leadership is a process. Explain to us what that means from both your heart and your head standpoint. Okay. Yeah. So, and I even said that in my, in my answer, just prior to this question, 
Um, I really believe that once you are able to take on the idea that leadership is a process, it almost actually lifts a bit of weight off your shoulders. Um, it just means you're constantly growing and changing. And at no point are you a good leader check, right? You never hit this, this moment of, of, satisfying all aspects of leadership and nailing it across the board leadership. So from an academic perspective, you know, leadership um, has to do with three main components. We're looking at the leader themselves as a person, the context in which they're in, and then the people that are around them, their team or their employees. And so all those three things are constantly in flux at all times. You as a person constantly growing, the people around you changing, or they themselves, even if the people themselves aren't changing, they themselves within themselves are changing. Um, and the context, look at COVID-19 and the pandemic and how that flipped certain environments that might have been seemingly stable over and flipped them upside down. Um, and so the example that they use, you know, in the academic readings is about just looking at a teacher. A teacher might be an amazing teacher and well-liked um, in a university setting, but you put that teacher in a preschool, they're not going to land the same way. So like, um, and even within that classroom, in that university setting, there's always going to be a student who's maybe didn't, you know, connect with that teacher and their teaching style just didn't match. Um, and then they themselves as a teacher are obviously constantly growing because they're, you know, furthering their pedagogy and they're trying different tactics out in the classroom and things are bound to fail. And so, um, yeah, so I guess that's from the academic lens. And then from my own personal lens, you know, I guess I, I would say that it's um, it's really it's really hard to be keeping all of those three things at the front of mind at all times and then trying to think about what the best thing is. And sometimes the best thing in two out of those three instances is going to be different. Right. And so you literally can't make decisions um, all the time that will be perfect across the board, just literally impossible. And so when I say leadership is a process, I just mean that, it, you know, you have to lean into constantly growing, constantly failing trying to assess what's around you and yourself and, uh, and, and making the best decisions possible, but then most importantly, learning from it. And being imperfect and heart-centered along the way. That's it. Love it. Now, my last question is, I'd love to know, because I know you were recently on CTV and I, I want you to share your story, but share with us where the foundation of your philanthropy came from and how you came up with this great idea, which our listeners will understand as you share your great news. Sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited to announce that um, my company, my company lead podcasting has recently launched um, an app and a podcast that go hand in hand called remember this. Um, and so we have a website, remember this podcast.com. Can't believe I got that URL, but I've got it. Um, and so what this is, is a give back project to the community. I've been working with two app developers, Troy and Jake, shout out to them um, for more than a year on this. And it's a podcast and app that's dedicated to memories. We're here to help people capture oral histories that they want to keep forever. And these can be stories of, from themselves or they can team up and you know go within their family and record stories of others. And the idea from this came from me doing podcast workshops, um, most specifically at the local library here in Toronto and having people come up to me at the end of it countless times saying, I'm just here, not because I want to start a podcast, but because I have a loved one who is losing their memory or is, or is in you know close to end of life. And I just want to be able to capture their story with audio, or they're like, I have hundreds of hours of audio that I've recorded and now I don't know what to do with it. 
And I just felt so bad. And I was like, okay, send me the audio. I'll edit it for you. Like I was, you know, offering up my two hands and, but I just thought there's gotta be a better way to do this. And so um, we've developed an app that has some preset questions that users can choose from. There's 10 of them. They're all pretty broad. Um, and then people just have a prompt. They can choose which ones they answer and it records. And then at the end with literally a click of a button, it mixes it down with music and narration from me. So it sounds like you're getting interviewed from a pro podcaster um, and you get this slickly produced audio story by the end of it. Um, and it's just a way to empower people to, to record, capture stories. Podcasting is already so accessible. And I just think this takes it to the next level. And, um, and then it goes hand in hand with a podcast. And so if at the end you want to keep the story for yourself, no problem, download it, save it um, and keep it. But if you want to share it with the world, you submit it to the podcast and then it'll come directly to me. And I'm publishing a bunch of the stories on an RSS feed so that we can continue to capture and lift these stories. And another inspiration for all of this is that when you look at the podcast landscape, one of the many underrepresented voices are the voices of the elderly. We're, we're seeing that on a lot of older voices are being featured on podcasts. And this was a way to kind of help diversify the podcast landscape, lift those voices um, and give them a space and a home. And so um, the Remember This podcast is now live. We have a couple episodes up that have been published. And so it's a mix actually of submissions through the app plus original interviews that I've done with people. And I guess the last piece of this pro bono project is that I did before COVID, I went around to some long-term care facilities and hosted workshops about podcasting free for them to attend. And at the end, invited anyone who wanted to share their story with me. And so I was able to record some really special stories from people there. And so the podcast will be a mix of interviews that I've conducted and, and stories submitted through the app. That's, that's so beautiful. And I know the listeners can't see you like I am, but her, her eyes light up and she's smiling ear to ear. This is a passion project for you. Totally. And I've, you know, I've done a lot of work with, um, you know, funnily enough, just my, my corporate work and my background in corporate communications took me to some conferences, um, including the international aging conference, which was held in in Toronto a couple years back. And that really shifted things for me. And I started really noticing the stereotypes in society around the elderly. I had already known and felt kind of badly from my time in radio where we were, you know, very outwardly told, do not put too many old sounding people on the radio. It makes it sound like our audience is old. And I hated that. You know, there was people that were older or older sounding that had something really relevant to say. And so um, that was always an underlying uh, piece for me that I really wanted to help shift if I could. And I'm glad I'm hopefully able to move the needle a little bit with this project. Well, and it's, you know, in my previous career, I worked with a lot of elderly, especially those in, in memory care with uh, a diagnosed dementia or full on Alzheimer's. And I just think about, I like to call memories heirlooms because yeah. they are and you're going to help so many families preserve. And it's so special, especially after you've lost a loved one to have a recording of their voice. Yeah. It's, it's so right intimate. Back. Yeah, it is. And people, you know, we know that people play back voicemails and hold on to them. And this is just a really intentional way to, to keep their memory alive. That's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to switch to my 
fast fab four. All right. Four rapid questions. We just want to know what's sitting on that creative, brilliant mind of yours. Okay. No pressure. Wow. (laughs) First question. Tell us something that we don't know about you. Well, one fun fact is that my last name is Cupid O um, and my birthday is Valentine's Day. And so (laughs) this is, uh, yeah, pure coincidence. I was a late baby, so it wasn't set to be this way. But um, yeah, I've uh, I find that a lot of people (laughs) this is a great opening for any telemarketers or service calls I have to take (laughs) when they realize that. Very serendipitous. Yeah, it is. is. That's interesting. Okay. Second question. Finish this sentence for me. Heart-centered leadership is? Being true to yourself and being mindful of the others around you. Beautiful. Third question. Share with us a book that you are reading right now or that you just finished. Why did you choose to read it? And can you share the title and the author? Oh, I'm actually in the middle of three or four different books, uh, which was actually one of my new year's resolutions for this year was to read more. But the one I was most recently reading literally just this past weekend is goodbye again by Johnny sun. This is a Toronto author who I love and it's a collection of short essays. I'm about halfway done the book and he talks about, um, you know, just rest his struggle with anxiety. Some of the, I know he started writing this book in 2018, but he finished it during the pandemic. So it's kind of interesting how some of the themes he was talking about pre-pandemic have only been heightened through the pandemic. Um, So he talks about, and he talks a lot about growth and he makes a lot of um, connections to the growth of his plants and how watering them and watching them grow slowly over time is really beautiful and and connects that to his own personal growth. And I, and I find that really beautiful. Well, and like you said, against the landscape of what we've been living through. So thank you for sharing. I always, always love sharing books because I think it's interesting to see what different heart-centered leaders are reading or what they want to read. So we'll have to check that one out. For sure. Last question. What is one thing that you would like our listeners to remember about you? Oh, well, I would hope that it comes across that I am a lover of podcasts, a lover of people and leadership Um, And this stuff really excites me. And the excitement that you may hear in my voice is truly genuine. It's not put on. Um, Anyone who talks to me about podcasts has to buckle up because (laughs) I end up just um, going on and on. I just love it. I think it's such a special medium. And I think it's such a great way for leaders to connect, for people to connect. And um, I'm excited to see where the industry goes. Well, I agree with you. And, and like I said, at the top of the podcast, I, I was delighted that you wanted to be on our podcast. There's millions of podcasts out there. So to have the, the queen and the founder of lead podcasting want to be on your podcast. I didn't take that lightly. So thank (laughs) Thank you. you. Thank you for sharing your passion and your expertise and your heart. And I'm so excited about your new initiative. I'm excited to go look at the website and and what you're doing to help people from all walks of life and age, I think is probably one of the most beautiful heart-centered things that I've talked about on the show to date. Thank you. That's really kind. Thank you so much. So I I hope I haven't disappointed. I hope you're going to give me an A. (laughs) Yes. A plus plus. A plus. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, we were, we will put all of the contact information so you can connect with Amanda on all her social media platforms and check out that new initiative. If you know someone who could really enjoy the experience of capturing their story for their loved ones. And uh, I'm just grateful that we've met. And I, I don't think it's our last conversation. I don't think so either. Thank you so much for having me on and for your time and research into my background and thoughtfulness in preparing this. It's been a true pleasure. Well, it's been my pleasure. And I love that we talked about imperfection and heart centeredness, which is my favorite two things. And <laughs> I will never forget your birthday. There's a new there you go. I'm going to look at that last name now. And every time I see February 14th, I'm going <laughs> to have a memory and an heirloom back to you. There you go. <laughs> Sending you love on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so thanks everybody for tuning in. This is Deb Crow, and welcome us again on Imperfect, the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart-Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again.